Solid. It's not as long as other podcasts no, opens, but it's no. pretty good. I was listening to one podcast on my way over here, just because that's all I do. And uh, <laughs> the the song at the beginning is so long. It's a it's a great podcast called Dumb People Town, mm-hmm. where they uh, it's essentially it's the Sklar brothers and some other guy named Dan. They they do like Dan. Dumb, they do everybody's some, named fucking Dan nowadays. Yeah, it, Dan and Matt. Ugh. We have like the most basic fucking name ever. Yes. You realize you realize that like our name is a punchline, right? Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I I've worked I've, for I've worked for two horrible bosses that have both been named Dan and have both been thirty. <laughs> All right. Like fuck fuck Dan. Yeah, fuck Dan. I if guess. you're if you're out there and your name is Dan, fuck you. And, <laughs> unless you like us, <laughs> unless you're listening and and you enjoy us. <laughs> In which case. I love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you in the good way. Stay golden, um, pony boy. <laughs> oh, I'm so relieved. The Dallas's own Post Malone has crash landed in New York. He Thank survived. God. Thank He's God. okay. So, for those of you who do not know, breaking uh, news on the day of recording, which is what's today? It's it's the day. It's the day. Today's August 21st. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this. Post Malone's flight. Leaving somewhere yeah. in the New York area, uh, he left. He left New Jersey. Leaving New Jersey, headed headed to England. Heading to England, uh, blew out two tires on takeoff and had to be um, had to make um, an emergency landing. Have you ever been on a bad flight? Oh yeah, like or like a flight where some shit's gone down. Not really anything crazy. I've just had flights with a shitload of turbulence. Okay, I've been on a flight once where like three out of four engines failed. Oh, fuck you. I was a little kid. And no. it was... I, I remember... I wasn't scared at all. <laughs> you had no clue. Because I had meant. no clue. And I remember looking around and just being like, guys, the pilot will figure it out. We're still flying. It was, there was also... Uh, there was no turbulence. So he just like kept checking in with us, being like, ah... We lost another. We lost another engine. Uh, we lost another engine. Ah. And when I look at my mom, and she's just like white knuckled. And when whenever we landed, they had foam all over the the. Uh, I, like I saw the crash foam. I was like, that that was when it hit me that like, oh, we were in trouble. Oh, like we shit. were like in real trouble. Where were we all going? Uh, back to Dallas. I forget where we were coming from. Ah. I think we were coming from Pittsburgh. Ooh, good vacation spot, that Pittsburgh. <laughs> Fuck Pittsburgh. <laughs> I hate Pittsburgh. You want to go have a sandwich and talk about Steeler football? That's you wanna, the place to go. Yeah, yeah you want to put French fries on your sandwich and not potato chips. <laughs> Ugh. What a lousy town. Everyone's so grumpy there. Everyone's just so depressed and just, like, there's all these wind tunnels. I hate Pittsburgh. We I had a family out there for a while, I know. so it's like yeah. Ugh. You've been there. You've had Ugh. experiences. Ugh. You're also a Dallas Cowboy at heart, so so uh, yeah. Fuck the Steelers. So, so fuck the Steelers. Jackie Smith would have caught that pass in the Super Bowl. We'd have six World Championships. You ugly bastards. <laughs> anyway, that's 1970s, bro. Uh, but this all comes back full cut. circle 
with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. The son of a Dallas Cowboys employee, Post right. Malone. Post Malone, the rapper. I just can't, you know, I can't imagine a world without Post Malone. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't. He's he's too important. I feel like I lived <laughs> in a world for a long time without Post Malone. This is true. <laughs> and then suddenly he was thrusted upon me. Well, I didn't know dog shit. I didn't know anything about Post Malone until I went to work at my last company. Yeah. And in the office, all the time, they were playing Post Malone That's music. So weird. And I was like, at first I was like, what is this? And then over time, it like grew on me and I was like, this isn't bad. You know who I he works like with this. a lot is Tommy Lee of Motley Crue. Really? He like Tommy Lee is one of his producers. Oh wow, that's Isn't that weird. Interesting as fuck. Just like it's what? weird, but it's interesting. Like what is Tommy Lee doing? Hey, you trying to make some money? Yeah, he spent a lot of it on. I, uh, I don't know divorces, stuff. divorces, <laughs> crack, divorces, <laughs> crack, and heroin. Yeah, I mean, it takes a, it takes a lot of pants to cover up that schlong of his. Dude. So, dude. <laughs> But Post Malone, really, like, just super nice guy, but complete weirdo. What he am I- has always tired, tattooed under his eyes. Yeah. I hate it. I he- hate that. <laughs> he, one of my favorite Post Malone stories involves a meet and greet that happened in Houston, Texas. My home knock around parts. I don't know what the fuck that means. Anyway, I'm from the Houston area. Um <laughs> So, yeah, anyway, uh, there was a meet and greet in Houston, and a female fan smelled his quote-unquote musk and vomited. What do you think it smelled like? <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, what, like what, would it be, what would it be so bad that you vomit? Wait, it's that thing that you can't really describe, but, like, when you smell a homeless person... Dude, yeah. There was a homeless person There's been a, that smelled oh. so fucking bad that went into and Dwayne I always, Reed. And I always feel so bad about, like... For them, whenever this happens, sorry, you were you were telling anyway, the story. Yeah, there's a Dwayne Reed, and the homeless person went into Dwayne Reed and just got something, went and checked out, and he smelled so bad that the smell stayed Jeez. after him, and they had to call in a crew to clean the Dwayne Reed. What? That's how bad this dude smelled. What did? What was wrong with him? I don't know. It's like, oh man. But that's how I imagine this guy's. Post Malone smelled that night, uh, and that this girl smelled him and was just uh, 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 so uh, upsetting. Uh, because the, the reason why that's so upsetting to me is because homeless people don't have a choice. You know true. what I mean? They're out of options. Post Malone is going home to a hotel. Yeah, exactly. take a shower. Yeah, take a bath. He's got a nice little bungalow. In take LA. a bumble bath. Like, <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? He's got a nice little bungalow in L.A. I'm sure he does. He's got a Bentley. Yeah, bet. Of course yeah. he does. He's made he's, millions. He's made millions. He's done some... I mean, he's made some okay he's music, I guess. 25 years old. 25. Had seven platinum singles on one album. What's a platinum single? So, everything's being platinum measured... Platinum is uh, a million. million. Yeah. But... I thought albums went platinum. Well... Everything's different now. People aren't buying. Everything is single driven. People just buy now. songs. Yeah, people buy songs. So if you have seven platinum singles, that's basically the equivalent of having like a quadruple platinum album. I see. So it's like he's a huge fucking star. Wow. He's a huge, huge star. Wow. Yeah. Well, he just, he's safe. He went to the fucking BET Awards dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> All he drinks is Bud Light, and he'll like. 
he'll stream on Twitch for six hours playing video games and smoking blunts. <laughs> like he is, he is great. A, he's a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> I guess I'm a huge <laughs> proponent. I'm, you know, I'm not a I'm personally just not a huge rap guy. Yeah. I like some rap here yeah. and there, but like you know, just him and his whole essence. I'm a huge fan of. I'm a huge proponent of Post Malone being Post Malone. Okay, cool. Because he's not a dickhead. Okay. How many fucking rappers are just pieces of absolute dog? How do you know he's not a dickhead? I don't know anything about it. Okay, well, his outward persona is... He looks like a dickhead. His outward persona is that he's not a dickhead. What? He has he has face tattoos. You've never even listened to a fucking interview with the guy. He has you face tattoos. You are judging a book by its cover because you he put the cover on his face. You know what, <laughs> Mister Mister Liberal over here? No, Mister no. Bushwick Brooklyn. No, no, don't 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 pull this. How would you me. like being judged by your cover? Yeah, I would. I, I would. Ah. It happens to me all the time living in Bushwick. Hey, hey, white boy. Hey. Anyway, uh, I would say no. He put the he put the cover on his face. He has the crown of thorns tattoo. Yeah, he's got always tired tattooed underneath his eyes. I'm a huge proponent of this guy. I think he's I think he's a cool guy. All right, I listened to him on a couple of podcasts. Think, I like funny. tattoos. He's a nice guy. But face tattoos is just like a that's a different level of scary and douchebag. Yeah, that I a, have a thing, hard time understanding. I, I do enjoy. Is that he keeps getting chubbier, yeah. which means he's not on heroin. That's which, good. It's a very good thing. Rare these days. Very rare these days. God. <laughs> Stop doing heroin. We're fucking real. America. Like the fucking the like, writing what? is like, on the wall. Like it's been on the wall. Just watch a TV show. What? Like how fucked up do you really need to get? Right? Like <laughs> I love drinking and and and, do, and carrying on yeah. and, and partying and not, especially you know. the carrying on part. Right, right. <laughs> I love I love I love having fun and I love and I understand like why someone would want to get messed up every now and then. Mm-hmm. But like heroin, putting a needle in putting your a arm, needle in your arm in between your toes. Like, oh my god, stop it. Like, chill the fuck out. No. No. America. We're wagging our fingers at the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of America, I saw a great movie this week um, by Spike Lee starring John David Washington. It's a Spike Lee joint. Whatever. Um, uh, Black Klansman. It's in the news. It's oh, yeah. controversial. It's uh, Boots Riley recently wrote a whole thing about it. Did you hear about that? No. I hey, didn't you heard about this? You hear about this? You hear about this thing? You see this thing in the news? Uh, Boots Riley, the director of uh, Sorry to Bother You, which, which you I want to no, I want to see. Oh, very I thought badly. you had seen it. No, I yeah, one of those things. Yeah, anyway. I went to three days of wrestling instead. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, uh, saw Black Klansman. Boots Riley had an issue with it because. I guess they say that it's uh, based on some real-ass, true-ass shit right at the beginning. That's yeah. like a big scroll that happens. And they embellished it. Like everything. Like they do with every story. Poetic Hollywood license. Yeah, yeah. But apparently Boots Riley like, had a real issue with the fact that they, changed, that they changed the real story. And it's just kind of like... I, I, did, I mean, I was watching it and I could kind of tell that the story was changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you like, can feel when something's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like bullshit. this is a little fantastical, and it's also like he's just trying to make a point. Like, <laughs> like, like Spike Lee is just trying to make a point. Basically, the big 
the the overarching theme of the point is illustrating the differences between the phrases white power and black power. Mm-hmm. Um, and why, you know, calling out and, and um, being a proponent of, like, white power is inherently evil and bad. And why black power is, is empowering. And, and why it's empowering and why they need to do it. The why they need to yeah. speak out. And, and, and well, see say that these that things. whole thing makes total sense to me. Yeah, but then again, I'm open minded. Right, so right. Well, like <laughs> he was probably preaching to the choir when you and I go see this. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I think anybody that goes to see it is probably the choir. But that's true. But um, because it doesn't make the <laughs> doesn't make David Duke look very smart. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> David Duke. Yeah, I mean, fuck David Duke. <laughs> but uh, this is a really great movie. Uh, John David Washington. Uh, Denzel's son is oh, the star. That, guy, that guy's good. He's man. fucking great. He's great. Adam Driver is great. Mike Buscemi is in it. The the, the lesser Steve. The lesser Steve. He's 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 uh, with his fake brother name. <laughs> oh yeah, you Steve Buscemi's brother Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great cast. The direct the direction's really great. It's very fantastical. It's very highly stylized. Um, it's good shit. It's great shit. Sounds like a lot of fun. I, I, would, I, would I can't wait it. to see it. I'm really excited to see this movie. I'm really excited to see Sorry for Bothering You yeah. as well. Like, yeah. Uh, both of those movies hit hard on the white voice thing, which I think is very interesting. I haven't seen Sorry to Bother You. Mean you mean as yet. in like, as in like the, the way white people talk? Well, as in the way black people talk whenever they're around us trying to manipulate us or manipulate their way through our world um, in order to quote unquote sound intelligent it's a a thing that like uh, I know what you're saying I know where you're getting at because you find this a lot in sports specifically in football Mm -hmm. and oh my god around draft time when you're watching ESPN coverage of the NFL draft and like the combine leading up to it it's just like all this like inherent racism in the way they talk about black football players. Yeah. Instead of saying he doesn't sound like an asshole or saying what they really think, which is he doesn't sound like a black person, they say he's very articulate. Right, right. That's what I'm getting at. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, it's like, fuck off with that. Like, get like, the fuck out of here. Like, don't talk. Let him talk however the fuck he yeah. wants to talk. Right. And if he's you, a football player. Right. <laughs> like, like, I don't give a shit. And, and, and it's another thing that, like, a lot of people, um, pointed out that people were doing uh, when Obama was president was talking about how articulate he was mm-hmm. and complimenting it. And it's true, but it's also like he's the president. Yeah. Up until, you know, 2016, presidents were always articulate. And, bo- and Black Klansman hits on that really hard because the main character has a... I mean, I don't know how to say this politically correctly, but he has a very white-sounding voice. Yeah. And... um uh, I don't know. It's just interesting. Oh, and the, like that's something that I've never really thought that much about, and and, yeah. and it's something that is coming up a lot in in movies and and uh, um about race. Yeah. So I just think it's an interesting, you know, point of conversation. And more recently, I worked with a black woman up at the restaurant. Yeah. And she always would get shit. She white people would tell her. That hey, white people would tell her she's not black. <laughs> what? Yeah, 
Because she... <laughs> white people would say this? White people would say, oh, you're not black. Oh, my God. Why are we like this? Why? Why? Why, why is a race <laughs> indicative of... I, I, never mind. I, it's just, it's so stupid. I don't yeah. even have to explain this. Right. If you're listening, you know it's stupid. Right. It's, and if it's, you still think it's funny to say stuff like that, you're complete moron. Yeah, that's just like not okay. It, to say that to like something that you don't know, that's just like mind blowing to me. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Black Klansman is great. Um, Adam Driver, he's the man. Fucking John David Washington, he's the man. Mike Buscemi. He's the man. They're Hell all the yeah. dude. Spike Lee. Spike Lee's awesome. I don't know. It's just a great movie. Hell I don't, yeah. I don't love everything Spike Lee does, but this is this one of is his a good best one. movies that he's ever made. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You say it's up there on the same level as uh, Do the Right Thing? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It's so good. And it's really, like, at the end, he really, like, hits you in the face with, like, white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Yeah, it's really great. Speaking of high-level, um, masterful emotional manipulation, yeah, I just spent three straight days at live WWE professional wrestling shows. <laughs> Brother. Nice. What'd you see? So, Saturday night, Barclays Center, I saw NXT, the WWE's developmental territory, which consistently, every time they do a takeover, they sell out and they do a way better show than the WWE does the next night for their pay-per-view. And this time was no exception. The wrestling on Saturday night, the storytelling, the athleticism, everything was off the fucking charts. It was fantastic. Yeah. And it's like an adult crowd. Yeah. You know, it's it's grown people. It's people in their late 20s and early to mid 30s that are there and it's couples and they're all really passionate about wrestling. Yeah. And then the next night at Barclays Center again, I went to SummerSlam, which is the WWE main roster, mainstream product, um, which was a good show. Yeah. A lot of people were pissed off with the ending, but I'd have to give you five years of history to make that make sense. <laughs> um, but... All right. <laughs> the show was the show was good. It was nowhere near as good as NXT, and it's a completely different crowd. Yeah, there's a lot of like Kids. families there. Yeah, like if it's like a hundred percent grown people at. NXT, it's probably like 80% grown and 20% kids at WWE. Which, kids. 20% kids makes a huge fucking difference when you're you're talking about an arena of 20,000 people that's completely sold out. That's a lot of kids. That makes my middle fingers and, hey, fuck you, a little more testy. Yeah. You know, when Roman Reigns comes out and, you know, there's grown men screaming, suck my dick, you know, <laughs> and there's a kid with a Roman Reigns t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, fuck your mother, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was a little kid at a Rangers game once and the Yankees were there and all these New Yorkers showed up. Ooh, and yeah. I was scared of them. <laughs> my dad was just like, just ignore them. They're from New York. <laughs> That's amazing. This is what people don't like up there. But it was the same sort of thing. Some guy just walked up to my dad and like in the group that we were in, some Yankee fan, and he just went, "Hey, boom!" and gave us like the finger, the double like, bird, double bird, right to our face. My eyes got like 
as big as my fucking head. It's just like, <laughs> I can't believe he just said that to us. This is an interesting point. <laughs> a very interesting point. And in my travels, I've come to learn that I think the the thought of a per- of people from a town is not based on the actual people from that town. Yeah. It's based on their sports fans. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. I, I found this out hard this. when I went to Philadelphia. Oh, my God. And I'd always thought Philadelphia is going to be the worst place I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And I had a great time. No, Philly's cool. Everybody there was super cool. From what I've heard, yeah. The, you know... The beers were cheap. The food was pretty good. You know, yeah. it was great. I had a fantastic time. I'll go back to Philly. But anytime. those sports fans are horrible. Oh my god! That's why I had a negative yeah. connotation of Philadelphia in my head. That one guy ate a horse turd. He ate a horse turd. He ate a horse turd. What the hell? Here's the deal. I think that he always wanted to eat a horse turd. He just never had an excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they won the Super Bowl, and then he was like, and a camera was in front of him, and he was like. Here's my moment. <laughs> Here's my moment. I'll finally get to do this. I've always wanted to be this guy. I've always wanted to be this guy. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Uh, you know, bring it back full circle. Yeah, yeah circle. Uh, wrestling. Know, the wrestling fans also are going to be indicative of a town. Yeah. If you're just a casual wrestling fan and you were watching last night's Monday Night Raw, uh-huh. and you're like, fuck, I never want to go to a wrestling show in New York. Yeah. We were, last night, Monday Night Raw, Barclays Center, my third night in a row, I went with Greg, the Greg, one and only, the famous the Greg. The legend. legend. <laughs> I sent a picture of me and Greg were at this bar called McMahon's <laughs> down the street from Barclays Center having a beer and a burger before the show started. And I sent the picture to Matt, and all I got back was... in. All caps. The legend. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. He's out. He's out. out. He's looking for deals. Oh, yeah, baby. I sat down and I said, <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? And he goes, oh, it's great. It's happy hour. I got these wings for half price. This Jack and Diet was $7. And this or, this Jack and Diet was $6. And this beer was $5. I'm doing great. Jack and Diet. <laughs> Jack and Diet with a lime. <laughs> God. <laughs> so me and Greg went to Raw, and man, the crowd was out for blood. Really? Oh, yeah. They were out to just eat Roman Reigns' head. You keep bringing, that, bringing up that name. Ro- okay. So Roman Reigns is the top guy in WWE. Okay. Not because he was the most popular, because he was the one that they wanted to be the top guy. Um, so against the majority of the adult fans' wishes, which makes up probably 80% of the audience, uh, they made him the top guy. And it's been a forced job. You know, when you, like we talked about last week, my don't at me bro, Josh Gad, a yeah. total Hollywood forced job. Yeah. Roman Reigns has consistently been a WWE forced job. Like, no, we promise you like him. We promise you like him. <laughs> you like him. You like Roman Reigns. <laughs> and meanwhile, we're... Suck the fuck up. No, we don't. We hate this man. <laughs> we know where Vince McMahon sits in an arena. Yeah. So if you're looking at the entryway, right behind where they come out of the curtain, there's a room called the gorilla position where they have all the monitors set up. And Vince sits right up against the wall. You, we know exactly where he sits. And there was a point during SummerSlam after the show where people were, like, crowding down towards the entrance to, like, scream at the gorilla position. We 
hate him, Vince. We wow. do not like this man. <laughs> What's wrong with him? He's just the for. I mean, you say he's forced. He's boring. Boring. He's boring. Yeah. I mean, his promos are. The problem with it is that, like, he as a per, like, you know, you do all these podcasts, do all these interviews. Like, he's a cool guy. Yeah. When you see him in interviews, his, name, his real name is Joe. Joe Anawai. His cousin is a rather famous Samoan. Mm. Also known as The Rock. Wow. Yeah, so now you're starting to see why yeah. he's getting his push. Okay. So he's he's a really cool dude, and he likes, you know, he's a good time and dude, likes drinking beer and hanging with the bros. And, you know, you could say, like, I'd fucking hang out with this dude. Yeah. But then he, like, comes out on television, and he's just dead-faced, dead eyes, delivering lines. Oh. And then... He he'll have some pretty good matches, yeah. But then he'll back it all up with like the most mundane, boring crap on the microphone, and that's not why we watch wrestling. Yeah, yeah. We watch wrestling for people who really press those fucking buttons, right? Baby. Right, right. You know what I mean? So anyway, the main event last night was insane. It was the most intense fifteen minutes of wrestling I've ever experienced in my life, and I've been to hundreds of wrestling shows. Wow. Probably a hundred WWE wow. shows and five WrestleManias. I've never experienced anything as intense as last night. Jeez. So you're not going to get all of this when I say it. Anybody who's listening that gets it, good on you. But we're there, and we're really great seats. We're like ten rows from the ring in the first level, so we've got the slight elevation. And Roman Reigns is fighting Finn Balor. Finn Balor's really hot, really over with the crowd. Yeah. Roman Reigns is not. Yeah. I've never seen so many middle fingers in my life. <laughs> Maybe at an Eminem concert, but that's it. Um, so. You saw Eminem? No, I didn't, but oh. I've seen videos of Eminem okay. concerts. Okay. Put your middle fingers in the air. <laughs> like, let me do cool. <laughs> I want to see Eminem. <laughs> but, um, so there's this really famous Finn Balor fan. Her name is Felicia Rose yeah. on Twitter. She's the people's tramp. Yeah. She's famous for bringing like sexually explicit signs to wrestling shows. <laughs> and her most famous one is Face Fuck Me Finn. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so she's in the She sounds fun. She's down there in the front row of her section and she's like going off. She's fucking supporting Finn. She's <laughs> shitting on Roman and her boyfriend's there with her. And the, the people come over to her, the security guards come over and tell her, you need to sit down. And at this point, when they do that, like, everybody had noticed, hey, the Finn Balor girl's going nuts for Finn Balor. This is cool. So everybody was, like, looking at her, like, yeah, yeah Felicia Rose, get it, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then the security guards come over and tell her and her boyfriend to sit down. Be Why? Quiet. Because they're, they're not cheering for Roman. That's so stupid. It doesn't fit Vince's narrative. Fuck that. Yeah. So now you see the fucking frustration wrestling Ew. fans deal with. So, the security guards come over and tell her to sit down. And the fans start booing the shit out of the security guards. So then Felicia Rose's boyfriend tells the security guards to suck it. Yeah. And he starts giving them the suck it. Yeah, yeah. He starts I giving them the fucking crotch chop. Yes. <laughs> and so, so then the security guards grab him and drag him out. No. So then the crowd just goes ape shit and starts, Barclay sucks. Fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit, bullshit, asshole, asshole. Just laying it on these dudes. Uh huh. Right at that point, I think Finn Balor noticed that he needed to get the crowd back, so he just starts stomping the living shit out of Roman Reigns. Instantly gets the crowd back into the match. <laughs> right when he gets the crowd back into the match, Braun Strowman comes down with his money in the bank contract, which means 
he can cash that money in the bank contract in any time, any place for a world championship match, no matter what. So he comes down. Roman Spears Finn gets the pin. Braun comes in, kicks. Braun is six foot eight, three hundred seventy-five pounds. Jesus. By the way. Kicks Roman in the face. Roman's 6'3", 260. Kicks Roman in the face. He's down. He's about to cash in his fucking Money in the Bank contract when the Shield music hits. Roman Reigns, years ago, was part of a trio of guys called The Shield. Yeah. With Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And they haven't been together for years. They had a brief um, reunion uh, like 10 months ago, but it was very short-lived because Dean tore his pectoral muscle. But Dean just came back. Nobody saw this coming. Fucking Dean and Seth come down in their full gear from their Shield days, and the whole crowd is like shitting their pants. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? They take out Braun Strowman. They go out together, and like for 15 minutes, 20,000 people were just on their feet, just, yeah, yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. And so now, I mean, and they have one more night tonight. SmackDown Live is at Barclays Center tonight. Dude. And I don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. That's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. All in, all at once. Why is it all at once? So they only do that, so they have what they call their big, five pay-per-views. Okay. They're Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series throughout the year. Yeah. And when they have a big five, it's a big deal for that town to get the big five. People travel from all over the world to come see those shows. Yeah. So they'll do four straight nights. They'll do an NXT. They'll do the the actual pay-per-view. They'll do Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. I see. All in that town. Because everybody's coming, and they they pick good towns too. Like this is the fourth year in a row they did SummerSlam in New York City. Yeah, uh, they do. I remember L- you going. Yeah, a lot. you go they, every year. Yeah, they pick show. They pick towns like Chicago, L.A., New York, Houston, big markets, big wrestling markets. Um, rumor, not even rumor. WrestleMania thirty five is going to be right back here in New York. Wow. Yeah, they're going to have the Hall of Fame ceremony. NXT TakeOver, Raw, and SmackDown at the Barclays Center, and WrestleMania is going to be at MetLife Stadium. 80,000 people. Wow, shit. I won't even have to travel this year. Okay. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad at all. But yeah, that's my three nights of wrestling, man. That's cool. I hope I didn't just bore the shit out of everybody. No, it's good. I feel like I told a good story. No, that's good. I feel like I did a lot better than some of the wrestlers, and I actually told a good story. (laughs) Um, But you know what? I was looking on the I was looking online today. Specifically, I was looking at Snapchat, and this story came up with this woman who was going around New York City, asking people if real life scandal had ruined their favorite films. Oh, okay. A la if one of the actors in your favorite film had recently been embroiled in a some sort of you know Me Too thing, yeah, or whatever. Does that ruin that film no. for you? No. And it does no. not for you. No. Doesn't for me either. No. I mean... Because when you think about... I don't know of any movies that I like that... Uh, I don't know of any movies that I like that have, like, super controversial people in them to begin with, except for maybe Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman or Woody Allen. Woody Allen. I like Woody Allen stuff, mm-hmm. um, but I try not to consume it. 
That's his, his new stuff anymore. The last good thing he made was Midnight in Paris. That was a great movie. That was so fucking good. And no, the fact that, you know, all his stuff has not ruined that movie for me. I yeah. still think it's a good movie. It's still a good movie. Um, you know what was... I mean, I don't I'm think saying that... I, don't, I don't watch his recent stuff, and here I am about to compliment another one. But it was on Netflix, so I'd already paid for it, so it's like, <laughs> whatever. Like, it's not... I can't, like boycott everything I didn't see it in the theater right uh, Blue Jasmine was really great Blue Jasmine was fantastic yeah and she won uh, Kate Blanchett won an Oscar for that yeah she that should was great. and she should have yeah she was, was fantastic incredible. like uh, the whole Casey Affleck situation <laughs> oh that did not at all ruin no. Manchester by the Sea for me no never none of his stuff I don't know like he also went through a lot he because of his like got his, his comeuppance for yeah. what he did. Like, yeah. very much so. Like, he got what he deserved. and like, he got divorced, he lost his kids, he lost his house, right. he lost all his money. Right. Had to go to therapy. Right. He's gotten sober. He didn't work for years. Yeah. I mean, what movies was he in he after... He was in nothing. After uh, Seven that, years, he look, was a hold on. Uh, at, um, Like, after... What, what that, whatever that... What was that fucking movie called? Uh, I'm Still Here. Um, yeah. With, with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He didn't do anything after that. He was de- he was out of Hollywood. He was like he was blacklisted because because he I mean a he acted like an idiot on set and you know mistreated those women. Yep. And um, did stupid shit. Uh, but like he also I don't know like he also like made a fool out of a lot of people like uh, with that whole stunt. Yeah. Like like that like and I feel like. He and Joaquin Phoenix really like hurt a lot of people's feelings, and particularly him because he was directing it and withholding information from people and setting them up to be in really uncomfortable situations with Joaquin. Like I remember, there's this one scene in particular in that movie where Joaquin's trying to pitch a movie to Ben Stiller, or he's trying to pitch his rap thing to Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller just in the middle of it, he he's just like, like I can't. He's like, I'm not a music producer. I forget what the what the crux of the argument was because I haven't seen it in years. But like, mm. uh, the it ended up being that like, like Ben Stiller's just like, I don't know what you want me to do in helping with this project because none of this is nothing that I do. And right. And then Joaquin just freaks the fuck out on him, <laughs> just loses his mind on Ben Stiller, and Ben Stiller is just looking around like. What is going on? Like, like this is my friend, and he's completely lost his fucking mind. And then it turns out that it's all one big hoax. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the Letterman thing, too. I yeah, mean, yeah, was... yeah. And the thing on Letterman, like, it was just like, after he pulled that, and after he did that joke, and acted like an idiot, Casey Affleck was out of the picture for years. Yeah. And, and deservedly so. Yes. But, like, but... He also did a fucking amazing job in Man- Manchester by the Sea. Yes. That is one of the greatest movies that's been made in recent memory. And his like, performance and his in performance it, is top notch. It's unbelievable. Like, I, so we've good. talked about this before. And yeah. We may have even talked about it on the podcast. I don't yeah. know, but the scene where he pulls the gun in the, in the police station, he pulls the gun out of the cop's holster and yeah. puts it to his head. And sees the safeties on. Yeah. And doesn't just freak out. He goes back to turn the safety no. off. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, he yeah. was ready to die. Like, holy fuck. And there was no indication. There was no overwroughtness. It was so real, straightforward, no, yeah. and, and just, visceral. Uh-huh. Yeah. It... I, I'm still, like thinking about it. I'm still shaking. Ugh. So no. And then those scenes where, where whenever the wife and him kind of like they try to make up. Yeah. Uh, she's like apologizing. She's to him. apologizing. Michelle to him. Williams, phenomenal and performance. God, like Williams. it's just gut wrenching. Like, like it, it's so good. What's well, I'm trying to think who else like because I well, do like Woody Allen movies. Unfortunately. <laughs> but He's like made great movies. Yeah. I mean, Annie Hall is a touchstone in He's film. He's a fucking creep. He's a total creep. He's a one hundred percent creep. He married his stepdaughter. Yes. Ugh. Total creep. Am I gonna Am I gonna send him a Christmas card? No. no. If he makes a great film, I'll watch it. I'll watch it on Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'm to not the gonna theater. go to the movie theater. Can, yeah, Woody Allen movies aren't exactly movie theater movies. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know. Two people walking and talking is not what you pay big screen prices for with the with what right. movies cost nowadays. Yeah. You're you're paying big screen prices for a production. Right. Not a That's why I like not a steady cam in Central Park. I'm I'm more of a uh like I love going to movies. I love seeing movies, but I I like seeing blockbusters in the summer more than any anything else. Like Oscar season movies, I'm like, who cares? Mm. I'm just gonna get my screeners for my SAG friends. Uh, I always but, uh, I, I always go um, me and Andrew that's when we go see all our movies what? is in Oscar season oh yeah yeah we'll probably, I don't we'll I see don't 15 to 20 movies in a month wow yeah Are you, do you have movie pass we did is it but we don't it's done now right it's like I over. think it's I think it's dead skis yeah I don't I, I've heard that they're letting people see three movies a month now and that's it oh shit yeah. for real yeah when we had movie pass, we no go joke every day. saw eighteen movies in the month of December. Wow! Yeah, shit, that's and awesome. Almost every single one of them at a different movie theater, just because there's so many in New York, right? And different theaters were showing different movies that we wanted to see, and blah 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 blah. But you know, that's yeah. We we got off topic. Yeah. Um. I think, I'm to think now. Who else. Now here's the thing. When you, those the conversation they were having and what inspired this topic for the show was specifically around films that were already made that you already loved. Uh-huh. Does it retroactively negate that film? No. Future work, I could see you being turned off by that person being in a movie coming up. Right. But like, does it retroactively negate their work? And I don't think it does. No. I don't think it does. No, it unless doesn't. there's something very specific about that guy in that role, or something that I could see looking at it through a different lens. Right. But just a movie that you've always loved, I don't see that like negating that. Like no, me neither. I, the Graduate is still phenomenal to me. It's still great. Yeah. Death of a Salesman still great. Yeah. Even though apparently that's when he was a creep. Yeah. But you know. That's just... It's also like... That's how I feel. I don't know. I don't know. It's, and it's, it's my also podcast. Just like, it's also <laughs> like... When, when is... I don't know. It's like, when, when, are, when are people allowed to be themselves again after they've been... After they've gotten in trouble? Um, that's a very interesting question. And based, on, how much, based on the way we treat convicted felons in America... You're never allowed to. Right. And I think that that's a 
shame. I, think I don't know. I think it's a goddamn shame. I think it, I, and, I, and I think it because creates more of a problem than it solves. Mm-hmm. Um, There's the old saying of serving one's debt to society. Yeah. What does that even mean now? Right. Especially now, whenever there's all this court of opinion going on. Oh, it's all public opinion. Right. It, you're it, it's, in America legally. You are guilty. You are innocent until proven guilty. In the court of public opinion, you are guilty. You are guilty just for being accused. Right. Right. If and your name is brought up, you did it. You know you did it. You're a horrible person. You're go, a piece of shit. Go die in the you woods. Should, you should never be seen again. Yeah. Like, and it's just like, why? Now, when enough, Why should they never be when seen When enough again? evidence is presented against you, a la Harvey Weinstein or right, a, right. a Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey, like, okay, we don't need a court case for this one. No. But right, well, like, right, there's, there's the monsters out there. There's real monsters. There are. That need to be put down. There's real monsters and in every field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just actors, right. not yeah, just yeah. Hollywood. Right. The conservatives are gonna like point their finger at Hollywood, but like the conservatives, it's everywhere. Roy Moore, shut up. Yeah, it's you everywhere. You know what I mean? It's, it's in every. It's in every industry. It's in every. It's in corner. It's of in the, fucking. I worked with sales reps who were dude, absolute monsters. Animals. Like, they're they're human, living, breathing monsters. Sure. The way they think about women, the way they treat women, mm-hmm. the things they do to women. But are they're monsters. But they're, they're gonna be able. Monsters. But they're gonna be allowed to do it. Because they're not public figures. Because they're white corporate Americans. Uh-huh. Huh. They're going to be allowed to get away with and do whatever they want for the rest of their life, and it'll be okay because they're white corporate Americans. Yeah. And I'd sit there and I'd listen to them talk, and I'd just, like, it was part of my frustration with living and working in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking handle it. <laughs> you know sure. what I mean? Like, it was just... Uh, so I saw the worst side of some people. Yeah, I bet. Absolutely. I bet. I don't uh, know. Um, speaking, right of along. The, speaking of the worst side of somebody. Dude, this <laughs> Nazi in Queens. Jesus Christ. A re- we're not talking about like a newfangled no. torch-carrying Nazi. No, this is we're not a tiki about, torch Nazi. We're talking about a real live Nazi. Like a Nazi Nazi. Like from the Third Reich Nazis. Like like was a was a guard at one of the camps. Yeah. Fuck. 95 years old, has been living in Queens for decades. Apparently he was extradited in 2003. Oh shit, for real. But Germany wouldn't take him. Really? And neither would anybody else. But apparently, um, uh, ICE. Yes. And, you know. Right. ICE. Ugh. But they Moving did this along. one good. <laughs> they did this one good because they said, you have to take him. If you don't, t- like, they were like, you have to take him. We're going to drop him off on your fucking doorstep. In a like, basket. Well, in a basket. Bastard in a basket. Like, like, this, <laughs> like, we're not taking care of, we're not letting this guy live here anymore. We're done with him. Fucking A. Like, like, what, what do you think his neighbors thought of that guy? Right? Because like, he's been in Queens for forever. Yeah, he lives in like what looked like a nice little row house. Right. Little, little, you know, it's Queens. I always think of Queens as just like the sweet little borough. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you wrong. The cute little borough. <laughs> the cute little borough that could, but it's actually the biggest borough in New York City. Right, right. Well, it's so suburban. Yeah. It really well, is. Well, like half of it's super suburban and half of it is woof. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, not woof. I'd say... 
majority, like, part of I it. Like the Queens. closer you get to Long Island, the more suburban it is. Right. The central part of Queens can be real wolf. Yeah, sure. And then closer to the closer to the East River is fine. Right. Long Island I don't know. City. Ridgewood's nice. I live near Ridgewood. Ridgewood's fine. Ridgewood's cute. Well, Ridgewood's also on the edge. Oh. Uh, I'm talking like central Queens. I guess I've never been. It can get like, a little wolf. Like fucking, um. Like Takashi 6ix9ine kind of shit. Okay. Yeah. Takashi Lots of people with rainbow grills and... That's weird. Acting like idiots. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I think this guy was further out t- towards Long Island. Yeah, that um, would make sense. 95-year-old. Uh, right. Uh, but he's shipped out. He's he's out of here. He's gone. Apparently, though, they may not be able to charge him with war crimes because they don't know how much evidence they actually still have. All they have is proof that he was a guard. Yeah. Well, they I don't mean, know what he did while he, while he was a guard. Well, that sucks. But they know that he was an armed guard in one of the... I forget the name of the camp, and I'm not going to waste time looking it yeah. up right now. Uh, but he was one of the, he was an armed guard, I think, in Poland and uh, at a camp where Jewish people and everybody else that was there uh, right. were shot. So it's really likely that he was shooting people. Right, but without and, the proof, you can't charge him. But with no proof, him. you can't charge him. And so it's kind of like, what do we do? But, you know, they'll be able to do something, and he'll live out his final days... In jail. In jail. Hopefully. Where he fucking belongs. Exactly. Fucking scumbag. Fucking piece of shit. What do you think he was doing all these years? Like, what job does he have? I don't know. Like, I I would love... I couldn't find anything about him other than he was a Nazi, and then he moved here. Yeah, I would love to know what he did with his years after that. He pretended to be a refugee whenever he got here. And that's how how he got to the states, but then after that, it's like, what did, what did he own a laundromat? Like, what was he fucking doing all these all was this he time? A janitor? Like, yeah, like that's so weird. It'd be weird to find out that he was like influential. Oh my like, god, yeah. that'd be so scary. Like, he's like on the Queen's Council or something. Yeah, he's on the Queen's Council, or he was like <laughs> a professor or something. Like, oh, I was stopped telling you about this earlier. I had a I had a teacher. I'll name my teacher, Mister Fennig. He was my Spanish teacher at Sunnyvale ISD. He got his master's at SMU, right? Yeah. And he told us that he had a teacher there. He was he got his because he he knew German and Spanish fluently, right? Mr. Mm-hmm. Fennig did. And so he was taking a German class taught by a former fucking Nazi. No shit. And he's and he would tell us he was like, yeah, I remember him telling us about how he like was there when when the when uh, uh, the Russians showed up. He was in Berlin hiding underground, and he could hear the bombs dropping on top of him, and then he could hear the tanks rolling in, and then he was taken in and taken prisoner and all this shit. And then he moved to Dallas at some point and became like a tenured professor at a fucking SMU. Wow. Yeah. Do we know whatever happened to him? I I mean he's dead now. Okay. But like I I assume. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I do know that they gave out an award for World War II vets, and he accepted it. It was just kind of a blanket award to the faculty at SMU. Right. It, and like, at some point in the 90s. And, he uh, took his award. Went, he went up there, and he's like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> we, we fought. We fought very hard. <laughs> so you'll win some and lose some, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That was dark. <laughs> I was a doctor named. <laughs> Don't judge me. What would you have done? <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of pieces of shit. Yeah. 
Michael Cohen pleads guilty. Here we go. Here we, we don't we don't really talk about politics on this because we don't want to alienate people. And plus, Matt and I just agree with each other. And listening to two people who agree with each other gets really boring. But Michael Cohen is getting out of here, ladies and gentlemen. He's pled guilty here in New York City just only moments ago. It's so fucking tasty. I love it. I'm wiggling my wiener around. Oh, yeah, he is. uh, It's in direct connection. What? Why are you Breaking news. Breaking news? This was just sent to me by my fiance. Yeah? Breaking news. Paul Manafort has been found guilty of eight counts. Dude! Dude! Wow! High five. We just high fived. <laughs> Fuck these people. Oh, man. oh my god. So his camp, his main lawyer, his campaign director, his, who else? Uh, campaign aide. All these motherfuckers are going down, and it, and it's uh, it's only a matter of time. We're gonna get there. I think it's gonna Chipping happen. Chipping away at the wall. I didn't think it was gonna happen. I didn't think that we were ever gonna hear. I never thought. That I, we would, I I ever. always because I always honestly thought Trump was just too stupid to have. To have intentionally colluded. No. He's not too stupid to have intentionally colluded. And the people around him were good enough to insulate him. Yeah. Is what I always thought. Right, right. Because he's he's not a dumb person. He's not a stupid person. What he is, he's just the physical embodiment of every baby boomer. Yeah. He is full of himself. I guess. He's full of his own bullshit. And everybody that disagrees with them is a fucking asshole. Well, negative parts of the baby boomer people. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't use the term baby boomer affectionately. <laughs> if I'm talking about baby boomers I like, I say, like, my dad. You know what but I mean? But <laughs> I, I literally never thought that, like, like we were going to get this close. But, like, the, this, particularly with Michael Cohen, uh, this, is, this is in direct relation to tapes and conversations that he had with the president. And yes. um, with the with the soon to be president at that point, and they are direct lies that the president told to the public that he has not told under oath yet. Mm-hmm. But man, I think we might have him. Fucking his national his national security advisor was in, was was uh, found pled guilty. God, it's just like the list just keeps going and going and going. This dude is going down. I can't, I love it. I can't believe it. Oh, me too. I'm so fucking happy. Like <laughs> like, I I just can't like. It, I'm speechless. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, which is not good for a podcast. It's, <laughs> it's not good to be speechless on a podcast. I'll tell you what, boy. <laughs> but goddamn. Like, this this just feels good. I wish I could turn it into a syrup and sprinkle it over pancakes and just eat it in front of Donald Trump and not give him any pancakes. <laughs> no pancakes for you, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie Dickhead gets no pancakes. Fuck that guy. Here's something interesting that just popped up. What? That I just really want to go on for a sec. That 1994 is being hailed officially as the greatest year in the history of film. Why? So listen to these movies that came out in 1994. Forrest Gump. Uh-huh. Pulp Fiction. Good, good. Shawshank Redemption. Great. Are the three that are leading the pack for making 1994 the greatest movie, the greatest year in film history. Okay. 
This guess. is something I want to. This is something uh, we're bringing up right now. Here's a teaser for the next episode. For the next episode, we're gonna look at the greatest years in film history and try to nail down what we think on the Matt on Map podcast is the greatest year in film history. All right. How do you feel about that? That's cool, I guess. So we got some homework to do. That, that's a who's who is this according to? Don't worry about that. Tell me who it's according to. Oh my god. Uh, Freeform TV. That sounds like horse shit. I don't know. It just looked interesting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I spun it into a new topic. I'm trying to think I, what else what else I, is Because uh, those are three good movies, but there have been other good movies that have been released in other years. <laughs> God damn it though, Pulp Fiction's amazing. Yes. So Shawshank Redemption's pretty great too. Shawshank and Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is cheesy. Calm the fuck down. It's good, but don't it's don't be cheesy. one of those. It's come on. Come on, you know it's cheesy. It's it's just these two. It's <laughs> damn, know. dude. I'm looking at 1994. Like Jesus Christ. What do we got? Lion King. Oh yeah. Pulp Fiction. Forrest uh-huh. Gump. The Mask. No matter how you feel about it, The Mask came out and it was a hit. True Lies. Wow. Have you seen True Lies? No, actually. Action comedy, Arnold Schwarzenegger Re- and Tom oh, Arnold. Oh, True Lies, True Lies, yes, yes. That movie's hilarious. Yes, I have and seen Jamie, that. Jamie it's Lee so Curtis. Good. Jamie Lee Curtis. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Puberty. <laughs> Speed, Interview with a Vampire, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, The Shawshank Redemption, The Crow. Ace Ventura. Yeah. The Crow, Ed Wood, Clear and Present Danger, Natural Born Killers. D2 The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah! I love those movies. I mean, I'm looking through this. Major League 2, Dumb and Dumber. Like, big year for Jim Carrey. Wow, dude. 94. Clerks? Yeah. The Professional? Yeah. Wow, this really was like... Great year. I don't know. This might be it. This might be the one. Hoop Dreams, which in documentaries go is outstanding. Yeah. This might be the one. This might be the one. But anyway, we're going to get back to that next week. Yep. We're going to do some fucking homework this week. Alrighty. And we're going to come back to you next year with my favorite year in film and your favorite year in film. Okay. Hey, it's something to do. (laughs) 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 But you know what? Speaking of... Speaking of things to do... What? Don't at me, bro. Oh, don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me, you people who use speakerphone on the subway. What is your problem? What is your problem? What? Who taught you that? Who? Like, what parents are not present in your life to where you think that is even, even a, a normal human interaction? That's <laughs> like, stop shouting. I won't stop shouting because these people are on speakerphone in public. <laughs> like, how dare you? I was on, the, on my way over here. This woman just like, hello. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where she is. And then it's just like all this bullshit is just being projected to all of us. And we're all catching it. And, and it's all this nonsense. And she keeps leaning up her ear up to the, to, the, to the fucking speaker as if she can't hear it. As if all of us can't hear it. And then she's talking at this fucking, uh, fucking level. It's insane to me. Like who, like... Like, 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 who failed? Who 
hurt you? What is happening in the public education in America that, that you would ever think that this is an acceptable behavior? And I see it all the fucking time on the J train. It's insane. And it's, and it's completely, completely disgusting. Don't at me, bro. You know, the people that don't need to at me. <laughs> bro. Bro. People that wear undershirts with t-shirts, but specifically, people who wear undershirts who are too big for the t-shirt they're wearing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Look in a fucking mirror. Your white sleeve is hanging out six inches below your the color of your t-shirt sleeve. I've been guilty of this. <laughs> your, your fucking white shirt is hanging out six inches below the tail of your shirt. Like... You don't have to be some prim and proper pussy piece of shit, but wear undershirts that fucking fit. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is just like he was saying, who failed you? Who hurt you? Do you not own a mirror? And if you, all your undershirts are too big for your t-shirts, here's the one. Don't wear that fucking undershirt. <laughs> if your t-shirt is too short to cover your gut, which we've been there. Sure. Wear the undershirt as your t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Like, Come on. I saw this multiple times in my three days at wrestling. Okay? <laughs> and it wasn't from like 20-year-olds. Yeah. Like it's all old fat guys. 40-year-old men yeah. <laughs> who weigh 300 pounds. I weigh 300 pounds. I can say this, goddammit. <laughs> we can shit on our own. Wear a shirt that fucking fits. <laughs> Figure something out. Like, I can't even begin to describe how stupid you look. Yeah. How disgusting you look. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> well, oh, that's sure. an episode. Matt spilled just spilled water. water all over my couch. Yep, it's ruined now. It's ruined. It's ruined, ruined. as they say in France. Uh, but yeah, so I'm Matt. You know what? I'm not gonna go there yet. What I'm gonna say is, you can follow us. Oh yes, on Twitter. Uh huh. At the uh, what is our handle? It's at have, Matt, at Matt on Matt Pod. Yes, and I I think I'm the one running it right now. Yes, so you are. So you'll be talking to me. You'll be talking to Matt Butterfield. Good uh, luck with that. We need more <laughs> followers for sure. We have seven followers. Seven followers, <laughs> baby. So yes. Please do follow us at Matt on Matt Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also just follow me on Twitter if you want, tw at Twitterfield or Matt. At MattBerry06 on uh, Twitter. On uh, Instagram, I'm Matters. And on Instagram, I am MattBerry06. Yep. You can always drop your questions, comments, concerns. You can drop them on our DM box. The mm -hmm. DMs are open. Feel free to slide right on slide in. Slide right on those. Um, on Twitter at Matt on Matt Pod or Matt on Matt Pod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. You can also find us on Facebook. Um, the Matt on Matt Podcast official page. It's finally launched this this last week. We got a few, we got a couple hundred followers. A couple hundred followers. And um, ladies and gentlemen, big news. We are currently going through the approval process yes. to join the iTunes store. We've submitted and we're waiting. We got a great new logo. Yes, we do. We got our RSS feed going. I got to say, Andrea, my lovely fiance, my future wife, love of my life, with the exception of this guy sitting to my left. Really, she did it. She knocked it out of the park. She, she, she I she gave her it. like a 
fart of an idea, and then she <laughs> turned that fart into a beautiful turd. I love it. I love it. So until next week, I'm Matt. I'm Matt. And that's what matters to us. Adios, fuckers.